We're going to probably a lot of us go see family over the holidays and we will run into family rules that are unwritten and not discussed. And what I would love is if we can make some of those things overt. Connecting couples through the holiday season with the real Emhoffs. Hi, I'm Angela Emhoff. And I'm Chad Imhoff. We're here in our series on the holidays and how we uh, kind of survive in some ways through those holidays. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about um, just our, our our family rules is what we're really talking about. The dynamics that play out when we're uh, home and with people that are close to us. Uh, but really, there's kind of two sets of family rules that we're going to talk about. The first one is, what what do we want our family rules to be in our family? How do we want this this family to function? But the one that really shows up around the holidays is our, our family of origin, how those rules played out and and what did we historically do. And, and so we're going to talk through that a little bit today and discuss how we want to address that, kind of what are the family rules, what are the ideas that, that come up um, when we go home and... and spend more time um, with the place that or in the place that we grew up. And so how do we recognize that? How do we see it? And and what are the good things about that? What are the bad things about that? What kind of keeps us healthy and going forward and what kind of throws us back or takes us off track? Um, as Angela mentioned in the last episode, what, what kind of tends to wreck our train over this holiday season? And so we're going to discuss some of those things and see if we can kind of break that down for you and give you a little more clarity around maybe some of ours, share some of our stories, but but also kind of help you kind of notice some of yours too. I want to just really start off by trying to define what is a family rule. If you're new to even hearing that your family has some systemic rules or some rules, these aren't written rules. It would be a lot easier, by the way, if they were written, but these are... A laminated card they hand you. Here's the rules. <laughs> Here's uh, the rules. Uncle Bob already always carves the turkey. Um, these are unwritten rules that our families just have. And a lot of times you don't necessarily know what they are, but you definitely know when they've been broken. It's yeah. tense. It's uh, It can feel overwhelming. Somebody gets offended. And so what we want to really try to do in this episode is help you understand how to navigate your family rules from your original or family of origin, but also give you permission or really encourage you to recognize that you and your partner, and if you have children, your children, you are a family and your family gets to create your own rules. And they might be, you might adapt some of the family rules that came from your family of origin origin. I feel like two people can come together and merge the best of their families of origin but also you can say, hey, that was a rule I, re- I never really liked, or that was something that always stressed me out a little bit. And so that's something I want to dismiss. And until we go home for the holidays, uh, home meaning to see our, our family of origins, and then we possibly have to try to figure out how to navigate those rules that aren't our favorite. And so let's, um, is there a better definition or something that we can more clearly? Uh, man, I think the best way to talk about this is to kind of uh, go through it and discuss what are the uh, rules or that we have. I mean, yeah. I, to talk about the family rules and kind of say, oh, this is what a family rule is. I think we can theoretically know it, but it really shows up best if you kind of give an example. Yeah. So it's an ambiguous term until we define it. So, so let's dive into some of them. Yeah. I, I, the first thing that comes to my head when I think about family rules is our hotel story Oh gosh! from back whenever we, we <laughs> it's the first year we're married. 
uh, and your family comes into town. We're graduating, actually, also. This was, I, yep, gosh, yep, that was nine years ago, yep. I think. And it was both of us graduated with our Master's in Marriage and Family Therapy. And so it was a big graduation. And because we were graduating, I think the graduation was like, was like four December, days before Christmas. Yeah. All of our families, Chad's family and my family, all came into town. And so we had to navigate. We were in a small little rental house at the time. Um, Two bedrooms. It was not, uh, not, not big, not, not a big. 900 square feet or where something. we yeah. could host all of our siblings and our parents. And so we had to navigate who was going to stay where. And Chad had a conversation with his dad and his dad said, uh, Hey, I, I just booked a hotel. I got a great deal on it. You should call Angela's dad and, and tell her dad about the deal. And so Chad was like, thanks dad. And he hung up the phone and Chad said, Hey, you should call your dad and tell him this hotel uh, has I a- called you. We weren't together. Oh, this okay. is another fun little aspect because I'm like, I'm not able to read her face or any of that stuff. Like, I'm like, Hey, call like, my dad just told me this. I'm going to call you. You should call your dad and tell him to book, book a room there. And then they could all be in the same space. And he, right? there was radio silence. On and the Angela just gets quiet. Phone. She doesn't really get quiet. If your pursuer gets quiet, there's a problem. <laughs> just FYI. It's true. Right. And so I was like in my body, everything knotted up and I didn't know at that time it was against the rules for our family members to stay at a hotel. But when he said that, I was like, that is not going to go over well. And I and said, I'm like, what? I'm like, what are you talking about? I said, about? no, don't call my dad. That's not going to go over well. He said, it's okay. I'll call. And I thought, oh my gosh. In my head, it. you guys, I'm going, I mean, they're grownups and they have, they have the money to stay at a hotel. Yeah, it's not a dollar yeah. problem. No. It was a great deal, by the way. But I'm like, and so that's a value <laughs> thing for me. But, but I'm like, I'm like, what the heck is she talking about? Why? It's right down the street. And we're talking three minutes away. I'm like, why couldn't they stay at this hotel that's right by our house? I'm like, this does not make sense to me. Everybody will be more comfortable. Wouldn't that make sense? And so he kind of talked me into him calling my dad. She wouldn't do it. I had to do I, it. There's right? no way I was doing it. Because I started, it hit my body and I realized there is resistance. There's a hesitation. There's a reason I don't, I can't define what the reason is, or I couldn't really clearly lay out what would happen. But I had a pretty good idea that it wasn't going to be good. So this is how it goes. I call her dad and I go, hey, how you doing? Oops, sorry. Uh, hey, how you doing? We've got this. My dad called me. Let me know. There's this great deal on a hotel right down the street. I thought you guys might want to book it. And and he goes, oh, let me uh, wait a minute. Uh, let me uh, I'm going to talk to Debbie about it. And I'm like, <laughs> Debbie's my mom. Yeah, and my it, dad, by the way, is Cajun French. So he's trying. <laughs> I'm not really trying hard to be, I'm trying not to, to do not the accent. give you uh, the full Cajun French accent that my dad uh, it, responded. And with. so and so he's, he's like and he's like awkwardly like he's not really a fumbly person. Like he's normally going to be pretty, pretty precise direct and forward. Uh, and so I'm like, what just happened? Like, that was so weird. I think he said, it's okay. We'll stay. We'll bring an air mattress and stay, you know, in, in your the living garage room. or something. No, the living room first. And, and Chad said, well, we have some friends coming in too. And so we already had there, there was already somebody staying in our extra room. There was, we had an, air my mattress brother had four kids at the time that were in an RV yeah. in our driveway. We had one bathroom to share. A friend of mine was on an air mattress in the living room. We had somebody sleeping on the couch. There was, so Chad explained this and my dad said, oh, we can put the air mattress up in your garage and, and Chad's like no it's not heated it's not like, heated I'm like that doesn't work very and it well. was full because it was a temporary house we were living in until we we bought a house and so we had a lot of stuff in the garage and so all that to say it, it, my dad said oh we'll figure something out and hung up the phone with Chad and and I I don't know if Chad called me and said hey I had the talk it went okay I'm like yeah we, we had a conversation no I remember called I called you and I'm like hey I talked to your dad it was a little weird but I think he's okay I think he's cool with it 
And and then so then he, he I go on with my day. I'm yeah. working right, so I'm like I'm about doing about thirty minutes later. I get a call from my sister-in-law, and and I'm like, uh oh, here here it comes. And so my sister-in-law calls and said, "Hey, I just talked to your brother, her husband. I just talked to your brother, who talked to your mother, who heard from your father, and they want to know why they're not welcome in your home." And Not that was it. <laughs> that was the family rule etched in stone. I mean, come on, man. Um, and so I had to do a repair and I called back and I explained that we were really sorry. We didn't mean to offend them. That wasn't it at all. But but we had to navigate the situation. By the end of the whole thing, my parents did actually stay with us in our extra bedroom and we put my brother up <laughs> at a hotel. And I remember it was like a year later and I had the conversation with my mom and I said, mom, why do we have a family rule that you're not allowed to stay at a hotel? And she said, oh, we don't have that rule. I'm like, no, no, we do. Here are the specific examples. And she said, hmm. And she actually had a conversation with my dad about it. And they came back and said, because their parents at the time were didn't have the finances to stay and would usually bring a camper or stay somewhere. And so for reasons that were like historic in my family of origin, you didn't stay at a hotel, but how that translated was just that you just never stayed at a hotel. And Chad's family- And it was almost offensive to even- Consider it. I even even told your dad, I think in the third conversation we had about it. We had a lot of conversations about this. I'm like, I'll pay for the hotel. Like, it's like, it's a great deal. Like, I don't think anybody- Wasn't about the money. Yeah. But literally the, the origin was money, right? Like we didn't have the money and hotels, you know, were more expensive probably, um, back in the day. So it's like, now it's like, uh, the money wasn't really the issue for anybody. It was this like, oh my gosh, we don't do that. And now we're not welcome. And now we're going to have, and it was just, And so here is the reason we even bring up that example, because Chad's family of origin actually enjoys staying at hotels when they go on vacations or holidays. It's like this fun thing. You get a free breakfast, you play in the pool. It's, it's almost like the part you look forward to, which we, he and I have adapted in our family. Avery loves staying at hotels. She's like, are we going to go to the hotel? I want to stay at a hotel and swim in the pool and get the free yogurt and bagels for breakfast or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so that that was something we had to really work through is that how we navigate when we go on vacation, can we stay at a hotel? Is the family extended family going to be offended or kind of, can we work with them? And it was one of those things that came up. We really started having a conversation around, wow, I didn't know this. What other family rules exist that we don't know. And we really started to have a conversation, which is what we're pitching to you in this episode. And we'll give a couple more examples, but, but our connect point in just a little bit is really going to be, can you identify a few of your family of origin rules? And it could be like for us, we say the hotel one is possibly not a silly one because man, when it happens, it feels really tense, but a, a different, it's a, a more lighthearted one yeah. than some of the other family rules that, that we'll talk about around like whose turn is it for you to come visit and extend it. So the, the goal is even as we pitch the hotel one, ask yourself, does my family of origin have a rule around where we stay, how do, we stay, what we do? Yeah. Would it be better for you to stay on an air mattress on the kitchen floor than to, to get a hotel? If so, you might have an unwritten family rule. Yep. So I, I'm saying that because I think it's a good example, like you said, yeah. of, of what, 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 what are some of our family rules? And, and we've got lots of other family kind of unwritten, unspoken kind of truths. I, I like the, 
I'm going to give one more quick example, yeah. but of that, there's a story about a ham bone, right? Like we oh, cook a ham right. it's a good and, and we, uh, so a, a daughter was like, Hey, why do we cut the end, the bone on the ham off? Why do we cut it off? And, and she asked, she said, I don't know why, why we do that. She asked her mom and mom's like, I don't know why we do it. It was something she saw yeah. the mother, the women who were making the meat for the family. So dinner. she goes and asks her mom, like grandmother now. Yeah. And grandmother's like, you know, I really don't know why we do that either. Well, then luckily they had their great grandmother still alive. And so they go to great grandmother and they're kind of like at this point, all of them kind of wondering like, why do, why is there why a reason? The end is there the a ham? reason to cut the end of the ham bone? Kind of like cut it the way we do. And so they go to great grandmother and, and great grandmother goes, oh, cause it won't fit in the pot. Right. And it's like, wait a second. So we're for four generations, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, 60 years we've been cutting ham bones and, and, and we don't know why. And, and so it's like, why are we doing some of the things that we do? And when we don't do it, by the way, so I, I wouldn't be shocked if that great granddaughter, uh, wasn't still cutting the ham bone because it, it feels wrong to not right. There's a reason it's what we you've do always it. Seen, yes. It's what you've always experienced. It just is. We just go with it. Even with knowledge of, Hey, we have this family rule that says don't stay at the hotel. Or we have this family rule that says you need to cut the ham bone, even though we have a bigger pot now. Uh, it's really hard to adjust some of these things without an intentional effort. So that's why we're talking about it. We're going to, we're going to probably a lot of us go see family over the holidays and we will run into family rules that are unwritten sure. and not discussed. And what I would love is if we can make some of those things overt, we're kind of make this, these hidden things that aren't again, not bad. It's not bad to cut the hand bone necessarily, but, but the things that we do, <laughs> no need to waste it. If you have a well, big enough pot, <laughs> I mean, it's, I, who knows? I mean, and if it's something you say, we do this for tradition. Okay. But no, it's a tradition. And yeah. if, if you have awareness around it, then when, when I go to call Angela's dad and say, Hey, we, we we're thinking you should stay in a hotel. I know eh, maybe I don't need to do that. Yeah. Is it such a hassle for him to sleep in the one extra bedroom we have? No, it's not really. Put the I mean, ham in the pot yeah. when grandma or mom isn't in the kitchen so they don't see it. <laughs> well, you can make a plan well, for it. There's another one yeah. we want to bring up too. And so we, one of the reasons we're using our rules as an example is so you can start to kind of think, what are the things we rub up against? Maybe uh, you recognize that your partner's family does something that you're not familiar with. And so my family tends to be uh, really energetic. I feel like we have a family of pursuers, although somebody has to withdraw at some point. Usually in my family of origin, it was me. Um, but a lot of energy and we are constantly going and doing. Usually there is an itinerary and like every moment of every day is planned. Um, and so it, that's what I'm comfortable with and used to. So Chad adapted to that really well. He, he came in, he was ready to go. He enjoyed the activities. Um, and then the first, I remember the first Christmas or the first time I visited his grandmother, who I think is in her nineties and, yep. um, the aunts and the uncles, uh, the grandmother's children live within the area. And so they, they all come over on a regular basis. The first time I went there, they sat down at the kitchen table and they just stayed at the kitchen table for most of the day. Like four or five hours. Every day yeah. for the whole time we were there. And so it, I think he could start to see me getting jittery or anxious. Like, aren't we going to go do something? It was like, I remember, I remember the word. <laughs> it was like, we had gotten there at like nine and at about 1030, she's like, uh, 9 a.m. Um, at 1030, I'm like, do we have what a plan? What is happening? And like, almost like nervous, scared what's happening a little bit. Like, and I'm like, 
we don't know this, right? Like, I don't know that. I'm like, this is this is how this goes. I'm like, what do you, like, what do you, what do you mean? Talk about for six hours every day. <laughs> Stuff. <laughs> and it wasn't like we're we're like, uh, I don't know. It wasn't like, to me, I'm like, yeah, that's what you do. You go sit in the kitchen at the table and you hang out and you talk. And then my uncle John will come in and he'll bring in something. And then we'll talk about that. And then he'll, somebody will, like about noon, they'll start talking about, Hey, you want to go see a movie? And then maybe we'll plan point, a movie you know, at a, some point. Or, uh, yeah. One of those tins of cookies gets put into the table. Probably yep. about an hour later, all the cookies are gone. <laughs> Somehow somebody makes lunch. I don't even know who does that, but yeah. it's there. <laughs> and so there was this like, uh Oh, I had to figure out a strategy since I was, my body was not used to that. I had to fit a, figure out a strategy basically to survive at that time. Survive seems like a harsh word, but the reality is to be okay and to be steady during that time. And so over the course of the years of our marriage, I would, we would do board games or we would do cards. There, there was a, a a doing that was important to me that we brought to the table. I would make those Ritz cracker with the peanut butter dipped in chocolate cookies right there at the table. So it was a table activity. I came up with a lot of table activities um, to overcome the anxiety I felt in such an opposite rule than what my family of origin did. Another one that I learned with his family of origin is if a cousin or somebody came in and they wanted to go see a movie or run to the store and and go shopping, um, they kind of divided. Like some always stayed there at the table, probably because his grandmother who's older was there and couldn't go. So somebody stayed with grandma and and they kind of divided and conquered and, and went their separate ways and enjoyed and then all came back. In my family of origin, everybody stays together and we all do everything together. And if one person is like, no, I'm going to stay back, there's usually a good amount of like, why do you want to stay back? Why don't you want to be with your family? Why I remember, don't you want I mean, to be included? Yeah. I, know, I know I've been at your house whenever I was like, oh, I might just stay here or I might do this or I've got to work or whatever. And I, rem- I mean, it's not a, it's not a bad thing, but her dad's like, oh, we don't have to go then. Well, we could all stay here, I guess. You know, like yeah. you can feel the energy of like, no, no, we're together. Like, and what a good thing, right? That feels nice if you know about it. Um, but if you don't know about it and you don't know what's going on, it's just like sitting at my grandma's table and not knowing what's yeah. coming. You're going to sit there for three or four hours maybe. And I, I don't think we've ever sat there that long personally, but my aunts <laughs> no, and uncles I don't for have, sure have. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and I don't know if I ever have in my entire life, but but I would say that we, yeah. if you don't know that's happening, then it really can lead to fights because, um, and, and what we do, what we do with some of these unwritten rules is we start to say, we attribute things to our partner or to our, 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 our family or mother-in-law, yeah. so to speak. So it's like, we're sitting at that table and, and Angela might be thinking, or actually let's, let's think about her family. I'll, I'll speak for myself. I might be over here thinking, oh my gosh, can they ever slow down? Are they, do they just have to be so distracted all the time? Why are they so consumed? And now I start to think really bad thoughts about yeah. her and her family. And that's how we get in fights over. We could get into a fight right over that very topic. I remember the time when he did say, I'll stay back. And my dad said, well, we don't have to go then. I felt like guilt for for him like I really was like Chad we can do that later come with my family I don't I don't want us to not I think I went I think I remember going fault that we don't get to do the thing now don't take that on yourself you know like there was was like go play putt putt in January too it wasn't like (laughs) I don't think it was anything great either way there was this tension I felt in my body when he was breaking the rule that I put pressure on him to just comply with the rule and didn't see his autonomous identity didn't see that he wanted to stay back, didn't recognize that he needed some space. That's not allowed. Come with us. So 
being mindful of what your family rules are is important. And then also being mindful of how they're going to affect or land on your partner and being able to have that conversation where you can navigate that space and, and yeah. include your partner or give your partner permission to not feel the need to comply both. So here's, here's a couple, I want to say two or three more things. And so we might take a couple extra minutes here, but, but I'm just saying, we have to know these rules in order to change them or to alter them. If we don't know that they're happening, then it's almost impossible for me not to attribute what's happening to Angela or to her character to blame. or to blame. And now, yeah. it be, now it becomes between me and my spouse, now it's a fight. me and my partner. And I don't want it to be that. So that's why we're talking about this. These family rules will show up around Christmas, around holidays, around travel with family. Uh, and so I want to encourage you uh, to have a plan between the two of you to say, what are the family rules that we're going to be facing? And how do we want to address those family rules in our family and with us? Because when we get married, when we engage with each other, when we, we start this new family, we have to find a way to put our rules in place, to implement our new rules. It doesn't mean that we have to never go do what their family wants to do or that we never sit at the kitchen table. It means that we say, can we have our set of rules and can we recognize the external forces and have a, a solid base, a solid foundation between the two of us with the new set of rules that we want to implement? So that's really what we're talking about is, can we go on a holiday? Can we go on a vacation and engage with each other and recognize the external forces, recognize that we are no longer under our parents' rules, but that we have our own rules and we have our own family system that we want to have in place for ourselves and for our children, for Avery. Um, and so that's the connect point here is to be able to have a conversation with your partner that says, hey, can you identify maybe just one or a few of your family rules and share them with your partner. For me, I would say, Chad, so my family has a rule that we don't stay at a hotel. If there is any family member within a 60 square mile radius of where we're going, we're going to bring our air mattress and we're going to stay on their living room floor before we stay at a hotel. That's a family rule. And we need to navigate if that's okay or not. And so what we're asking you to do is see if you can identify one of yours and maybe you can't, and a great thing to try to do, and hopefully it doesn't cycle you up, is to ask your partner what your family rule is. Like, hey, Chad, do you recognize that my family does something that's a little different than your family? That's a way you can find these rules as well and have a conversation about them. Now, a quick disclaimer I want to say is you don't necessarily want to try to go back to your family of origin and change the rule. That doesn't always go well. Getting my mom and dad to not stay at a hotel uh, or to stay at a hotel, probably never going to happen. But for us, we still need to align on what the plan is going to be yeah. and what is healthy for our relationship and what we're okay with going along with and what we as a family, as this nuclear family, need to kind of take a stand for and say, we know this is what you guys do, but we've chosen to do something different and we're going to stand up for that. You will probably get pushback from your family of origin if you start, you know, straying from some of those family rules. If you don't cut the ham bone off, there's going to be a comment. Well, don't you know you need to cut the ham bone off? And you can say, actually, my pot's big enough, so we leave it on. Y you might have to kind of take a stand for that. If the ham bone's worth it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you go, you know what, it's not worth creating a, a you know, fight in our family, and so we're going to go along with it. And yeah. so 
that's that's, our, that's the big thing in yeah. this is that we recognize it. We kind of know that they have their rules. And is it are we connected enough to to implement our rules or to and what rules do we want to implement? Yeah. So that's the our episode. Point, yeah. Good job. Being able to identify rules and share them with your partner, have a conversation or strategy around them. Man, we really appreciate you listening to us. One of the best things you can do uh, for us that we're really grateful for is share our podcast with a couple you think might benefit from it. And if you feel comfortable, you can like us or give us a comment or review on iTunes or Spotify. Um, It really is important to us continuing to grow. And so thank you so much for listening. We hope that you can have healthy conversations and connecting conversations around family rules. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks.